return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. ...to share the Word of God. So let's welcome Elbert, all right, as he comes. Did you want this mic, Elbert? You got a mic? It can't be there because... This one here? But sometimes it does go off. Amen. Amen. How many of us are excited to be in the presence of the Lord? Just give a mighty clap offering Amen. unto God. Hallelujah. Uh, Amen. We thank God so much for today. Uh, before I begin, I want to thank Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, and the rest of their um, pastoral team here for this opportunity given me to share the word of God with you. Hallelujah. Amen. It's my prayer that at the end, you would encounter God like never before. Amen. 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 Because, you know, whenever we are in the presence of God, God has something new for his people. But then the Bible says that for the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. You know, so when we go into the presence of the Lord, we go with an expectation. So whenever you enter his presence with an expectation, he fills your heart with satisfaction. And I I believe and I prophesy over your life that you're not living here the same as you came. Amen. Amen. We thank God so much. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you very much, Pastor Dave. Um, I want to read something here, then we will pray, then we'll start. Um, the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. I read something. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures record regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and whom through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his, by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. The verse 5, through him and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all Gentiles to the obedience that come from faith. Hallelujah. And the verse 6, and you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Shall we close our eyes? Shall we close our eyes? Just close your eyes. Shadi brandos kafabiandos adaraba. Uribanda brauski filako shadi brandoski parabaha. Librandos sabadi kadarabanda lakundi braska. But just speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. Just speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. Kapadi brandi lakos adarabaha. Oh, libranda zivaliunda valivrado zadabaha diskadarabaha. Librandi valo jadadabali andilibaso kabrandi livado jadadabaha. Libando livadi labado livadi likos adarabaha lihinda lakos adarabaha. Libali kando lubradi valianda labasika vadadabaha. Librando livadi kanda lavadiando zadivali kadalavadi libo dalavandi liva. Oh, 
Mandolo Bracha, you are holy, awesome, holy, you are holy. Shadabrando Skapadabaha, yes, sing it, if not sing it, Shadabaha. And we cry, you, you are holy. Shadabrando sakabadi shadadabaha. Redabando librando sabrandi lakush kapadadabaha. Libranda sukabadi bando shadadabaha liko dadadabaha di bando grasi kapadadabaha. Oh Lord, we thank you. You know, this place is so filled with the Spirit of God. This atmosphere is so saturated with the Holy Ghost. Ah, the Holy Ghost is ready to brood on people to gain, to give unto them understanding. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kabanda libra vilakosh kibadadaba. Librandos, libadika de brandos, sadilaha, shadadaha. Oh, Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Mandi brasko padish kapadadabaha. Lish kapadi brandos, sidideko shahadaba. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you in the mighty name of Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name for tonight. Yes, Lord. And Lord, you've counted us worthy to be before you tonight. Father, we pray, O oh God, that set us apart unto your own glory. Father, Lord, may you set us apart for your own glory. Father, may you totally increase as we totally diminish in ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, at the end, may we encounter you like never before. Father, may we go back with a testimony and say that the Lord has been good and that the Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. Father, we thank you for this great provision and we thank you for this month. That Lord, by your mercies, Lord, you've ushered us into a new month called July. Father, Lord, we thank you for the month of July, which is seven and symbolic of perfection. Father, may we rest in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, Lord. We thank God so much for this evening. The theme for today is a charge to keep. A charge to keep. Um, I, I was really praying the whole of this week and I was asking God, Father, what do you want me to preach about? What do you want me to communicate to your people? You know, because one thing I've learned from God is that it is an error for you to preach your own message. You know, because every time God has a word for his people. Yeah. But one of the errors of our time is that we think that this is what we feel like preaching, so we preach, you know. But then it's not about what you feel or what you think, but it's about what God has for his people at every point in time. Yeah. You know, God is calling the church to a point where our messages will not be that which entertain people. Because we are not entertainers. In the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 13 to verse 15, the Bible says that from henceforth, do not castrate your garment, but castrate your heart. God is calling a church whose heart yearns for him. He's calling a people who yearn for him. You know, when the Holy Ghost fills your heart with himself, you are full of passion. And wherever you get, you, you just want to share the word of God with people. 
The problem of today is that now we want to preach things that people's ears are itching to hear. We want to preach things that people will exalt and admonish us. But we are not ready to preach things that God is ready to communicate to his people. Beloved, it's not about the glory of man, but about the glory of God. Because at the end, when God is glorified, that is the end of the matter. The end of the matter is not how eloquent I am in English. The end of the matter is not how I am nicely dressed in my in my in my clothes but the end of the matter is that God is glorified and people get to behold the beauty of his presence Amen. a charge to keep in the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 from the NL from the NIV version Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth had been given to me. Amen. Mark chapter 16 verse Mark chapter um, 16 verse 15 to 18. He said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned." The verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. Hallelujah, somebody. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands Amen. on the sick people and they will get well. Praise God. Amen. Yes, Lord. You know, the last words of a man is very important. That's right. The last words of a man is very important. So in Africa... You realize that whenever a person is close to his or her death, you realize that the, the grandchildren and the children encircles around their, the one who is about to die, if it's their parents, they encircle around him or her. So that they, will, they are waiting for the last words of their, of their mother or their father. Because the last words that a man gives is very, very important. It is something that is weightier on the person's heart. And most often the last words of a person is highly prophetic. So Jesus Christ had been with the disciples for a very long time. For three years he had been doing ministry. And the Bible makers understand that he was killed. And he rose up again on the third day. Uh, if Christ had died and had not risen, we would have had no faith. But glory to God, he died. And on the third day, he rose again. Hallelujah, somebody. So when he rose up, he was with them for some time. And it was time for him to leave. The Bible said that when he was leaving, he called them. And he gave them his last word. And the, thing he, the things he told them was that one, all power and authority has been given unto me. So there, Jesus Christ assured the people, the disciples, that, hey, not no one thing. All power on, in the heavens and on the earth, beneath the heavens and below the earth, Every power from the north to the south, from the east to the west, have been given unto me. So then I, with all this power invested in me, I am sending you out. So the the Mark chapter 16 says, Go out into all nations, baptizing them in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe whatsoever I've commanded you. And Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the ages. And And the book of Mark, he says that, and these signs will accompany him. Meaning that it wouldn't just be about saying that Jesus loves you. But then it will be accompanied by signs and wonders. He says that, I'm not the one saying, not Albert who is saying it. But the Bible says that in my name they will drive out demons. 
They will speak in new tongues. And it was very evident in the book of Acts chapter 2. The Bible said that while they were in the upper room and they were praying, the Holy Ghost came and settled on them like tongues of fire. And they started speaking in tongues. And the people around were amazed. Why? Because they could hear their languages spoken by Jewish or Jewish people. How can a Ghanaian go into Israel and whilst you are trading and you are around, you hear someone like, Hey, Kobinedo. Like, hey, who said that? Like, you know, because what I just spoke, what, what I just said was three. You know, so assuming that I see Pastor Dave and Pastor Dave meets me, Pastor Dave is like, Albert, what is he saying? What did he do there? saying, like, I'll just be like, what? What was going on? How come that Pastor Dave can, I mean, begin to speak three like this? It's highly, it doesn't make sense. And that was the things that happened there. They will pick up snakes. With their hands. Yeah. Beloved, the thing for today is a charge to keep. Amen. When the master was going, he gave us a charge. Yeah. I started to check for the meaning of charge. And this is the, what I got from the dictionary. To entrust someone with a task as a duty or responsibility. Mm. To entrust someone. Entrust someone. To entrust someone with a task as a duty or responsibility. So when Jesus Christ was living, he entrusted a task to us as children of God. And what did he tell us? He said that, go out, go and make. So at that time, he gave us a responsibility. He gave us a duty. He gave us a work to do. Beloved, a charge is a responsibility. A charge is a work. A charge is duty. So he gave it to us. He handed it over unto us. If the person is not higher than me, the person cannot give me a charge. Charge is given by people who are in a higher position or in a higher place. But then we get to understand that Jesus stamped his authority. And he said that all power and authority. So there they got to realize that this is a man who is operating from a higher realm. From a higher pedestal of power. And he is entrusting this message to you. That I, Jesus Christ, I am living the earth. I did these things, I did this, that. But then now it is time for you to go. And this is the caveat. When you go, you not go in your name. Because say that in my name, in my name. So you not go in your name. But you will go in my name. That means that the power that Jesus Christ carried whilst he was on earth, because he has entrusted the same duty to you, you carry equal power. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. When Jesus was on earth, what did he do? The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 25, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the good news to the Preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. And healing every disease and sickness among people. Amen. News, about his spread, news about him spread over all Samaria. Of, over all Syria, sorry. And people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering from severe pains. The demon possessed. Yeah. Those having seizures. And the paralyzed. And he healed them. The reason he healed some. I prophesy over your life that... May it not be said that someone got close to you and the person was sick and the person didn't get to you. But anyone who will get close to you by virtue of you being a child of God and the power that resides in you, any sick person who comes to you shall be healed. We are the epitome of hope. We are the epitome of hope. When people are broken and they get to us, 
God has given us hope to give to them. Yeah, we are the channel of light. In the, in the midst of darkness, God has made us light. Therefore, while people are confused, while people are in chaos, while people are disturbed and people are depressed, he calls out people unto himself and he makes them his ambassadors to carry his good news, the message of hope, such that whenever they are there, there is hope, there is peace, and there is joy. The demon possessed those having seizures, those and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee and Decapolis, that means ten towns. Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across Jordan followed him. Hallelujah. This is the man I'm talking about. This is, at this time he had just started his ministry. And when he started his ministry, these were the things he started doing. And when you take your time and you read it carefully, realize that it's not different from the charge he gave to the church. So you heal the sick, that's what he did. Go, preach the good news. He preached about the kingdom of God. So that you heal the sick, you raise the dead, all the things he has said here. So that means that he is a man who operated in it. And he knows that since he has operated in them, and he has given you the power, that means that you have the capacity, you have the ability to walk in them. Beloved, let us not walk as timid people. Let us not, like, let us not walk like people who have no power. Let us not walk like people who have no hope. Because we are the channel of hope. We are the custodians of the power of God. The world is waiting for me and you. Whenever the church forgets their place in, on earth, the earth suffers. Because the entire existence of this earth is in the hands of the children of God. Yes. Whenever the children of God goes to sleep, the world is in chaos. Yeah, that's right. yeah. John chapter 4, verse 35 to 30, 34 to 35. Mm-hmm. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more than the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the field. Just look at the field. What are you waiting for? Why do we say that now everybody is born again? Now I don't have anyone to preach to. I don't have any harvest to do. He said, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. But then he said, "My, my meat or my food is to do the will of the Father. Beloved, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is a man who submitted himself to authority. The Bible says he who never counted it corrupt to liken himself with God, yet humbled himself, took upon him the exact nature of a slave. Let me tell you something. When Jesus Christ came on earth, he submitted himself to the Father, and he followed the commands of the Father and the charge the Father had given unto him. So when he started, the Father told him that you are going to reconcile the world unto me. Let us, let us go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18. Oh, let me say 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18. And this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Amen. So this is it. When Jesus came, he had a work. He had a charge. And what was the charge or what was the responsibility or the duty? The duty was to reconcile the world unto God through Christ. Meaning that he had a responsibility, the responsibility yep. of reconciliation. 
reconciling the world unto God. Because, because of the sins of this world, the world, the humanity and God were far apart. Therefore, there had to be a point at which God can restore the love, the joy he, he once had with humanity. So he sent his son Jesus, who is the exact nature of God himself actually. And he came down and he died on the cross and he bridged that gap that existed between man and God. And he reconciled man unto God. And every time Jesus walked on earth, he was very conscious of the fact that I've been given a charge. My meat is not to glorify myself. My meat is not to go here. My meat is not to go there. But my meat is to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father was the meat for him. The will of the Father was the food for him. My question to you is that what fills your belly? What do you desire? What do you crave? Is it the will of the Father or your own will? Yeah. You know, we've got into a time where the church has become so selfish and think about ourselves, forgetting that there is a higher person who has called us into ministry and that at the end you hold us accountable. Yeah. Let me tell you something. At the end, if you hear nothing from me, just hear this one thing, that God has given us charge. And you hold us accountable. You know, when you get there, it will not be about the things you did. When you get there, it will not be about the things you said. But when you get there, the things he will ask you is, that, did you do my will? Amen. I have you forgotten in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 where he said, that, get away from me, you workers of iniquity, who didn't do the will of the master. Right. The reason why they were workers of iniquity was not because they slapped somebody, was not because they insulted somebody, was not because they did something wrong, but because they did not know the will of the father for them yeah. to work in it. Yes. It is very dangerous to walk on earth without a vision and aim. Yep. Can you imagine you are walking without any eye? Right. How, where do you go? You know, vision, let me make it simple for you, it's an eye. So you know, the eye is the light of the body. So if you want to go anywhere, you need your eye to help you to go. That's why when my eyes weren't doing me well, I had to put on glasses so that I could see very well. Hallelujah, somebody. For us, even though our eyes cannot see very well, God has given us the shades of Christ. So we look through the shades of Jesus Christ. We operate through Jesus Christ. And we tell all men that Jesus loved them and he wants them to come unto him. You go to a place, people are sick, and you tell them that because of the power of Christ that resides in me, and the mandate he has given to me as a child of God, I live my hand on you in the name of Jesus get healed they didn't know the will of the master to work in his will the will of the master for you today is that he has given you a charge a charge is given by a higher power every charge comes with certain degree of power beloved let me tell you something that's why he started that all power so he made you understand that he has power so assuming that if Donald Trump wants to come and say something to you, he might delegate somebody, right, as an ambassador. The ambassador carries the exact word of the president himself. When he comes here and he's speaking, and assuming he sent Levi to, to come and deliver his message. When Levi comes, you will not see Levi as Levi. But when Levi comes here, you see Levi as Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has given him his message to the church. Therefore, when we are people of God, because of the power Christ has given unto us, when I stand here to minister grace to you, it's not about the small boy standing here, but it's about the higher power who has, who has entrusted me with a mandate and with a message to give to you. That is why you shouldn't be afraid when you go anywhere to spread this message. Whether people listen or they don't listen, how does it concern you? 
the most important thing is that the master sent you. Yeah. When Levi comes and stands and speaks and you don't take it, it is not left to Levi to get angry. It is left to Donald Trump to do whatever he wants to do. So, with us as children of God. Yeah. Yeah. And by the grace of God, how do we know that we have how do we know that we have power? Mm. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he shall endow you with power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. And you know, when, when you take your time and you look at the mandate or the great commission God gave to the church, it's all about witnessing Christ yeah. unto men. It's all about witnessing men unto men. Ah. Why, why, why is the church so sick now that people come and stand and they want people to see them than seeing Jesus? They want people to measure them than measure Jesus. They want people to talk about them than talk about Jesus. So they want to minister at the end. You say that, yay, Charlie, Charlie, I like the way you dress. I like the message you gave. But then how would you feel when you are done and people say that when you preach, I could feel God in the message. I could sense power in, in, in what you were saying because I could feel God in the room. endow you with power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The confirmation of the power you have received from God yep. is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you know the reason why? Because this mandate God has given to us is very Herculean. Yeah. No one can do it. Yep. Beloved, I can't do, neither you. Therefore, he sent you the Holy Spirit Amen. who shall guide you into all truth. Power is enablement. Yeah. Power is empowerment or what, what do I say? There is, I want another word. But when you are filled with power, you have the strength. Yes. You have the ability. Yes. You, you have all that it takes to pursue yes. that which you have made up your mind to do. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is that power. Yes. The Holy Spirit is that life that fills yes. you. Yes. The Holy Spirit is that which fills your heart. So that he enables you and grants you the wisdom, the ability, the strength to be able to pursue that which God has called us to do. Because let me tell you, we are strangers on this earth. We are not from this world. Beloved, let me tell you, immediately you are born again, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You are now a new creature. The old is gone. Now you are putting on a new nature. Therefore, he has called you out of this world. You are not of this world, but you are in this world for a purpose. So since you are in this world, you face a lot of tribulation, a lot of challenges, a lot of fight, because now it becomes a fight or a battle against the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Yeah. Therefore, if God do not fill you with his power, you, you will die soon. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. Whenever we put the Holy Spirit aside, trying to do it on our own. Look at how frustrated we become. Right. Now, a lot of ministries are crashing, because now they become like the Colossian, the, the, the Galatian church. The Bible says that he said that you foolish Galatians, you started in the spirit, but you are ending in the flesh. Yeah. Oh, yes, when they started, they were speaking in tongues. When they started, they were doing the things of God. When they started, they were prophesying. When they started, they were preaching the message. When they started, they were giving an unadulterated word of God. But when things progressed and they had about 5,000 people, they had about 6,000 people, when they had about 7,000 people, that became the personality of the pastor. Now, now they begin to. Now they begin to put down a lot of constitutions here yeah. and there to govern them. Yeah. Now everything is not, now become humanistic. Yeah. Now everything becomes how, how do we profit from the people? How, how do we gain this? How do we gain that? How do we gain this? Then they forget the basic principles in scripture and they forget the God who empowered them to start. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That is what we call out of your strength. 
The Bible says, out of your strength shall you not prevail. Yeah. Because our strength is of, the, of God and not of us. Amen. So if God do not endow you with his power Amen. and his strength, you will not be able to do in Jesus' name. But whenever we are yielded unto him, and we say that, Father Lord, we give ourselves unto you. Yeah. Continually fill us and charge us and make us new. He fills you so much. He endows you with so much power. He gives you so much passion. Beloved, when the church lacks passion, the church cannot do their will and the things of God. Yep. When you lack passion, you are forced to do. That is, that is the difference between someone who is passionate about something and someone who is not passionate about something. When the person is passionate, you don't have to call the person and tell the person, come and pray. Yep. No, because the person is just full of passion. The person just won't come and do it. Yep. But when the person is not passionate, he wants you to come and be like, please, I beg you, come and pray. Come and pray. Beloved, what God is taking the church, now he wants serious people. Now he wants people who are crazy for him. He wants people who have set themselves apart and are burdened with the things of God. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 28, Paul said that though I go through different persecutions here and there, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 28, Though I go through different persecutions here and there and everything, there is one thing that is of much concern to me. That is the burden of the church. That is, and I said that another name for, another name for charge is burden. You know, so the charge of God, the responsibility, the duty he has given to me is that which fills my heart. It's no more about me. They can kill me. They can do whatever they want to do. But at the end, it's about Jesus. My life is in his hands. We are strangers on this earth. You all pass through and go one day. Therefore, be cautious of this fact that you are on earth for a purpose. When you were born again, God didn't rapture you to heaven. He left you on earth. And he gave you a work to do. So that now, he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You know, but then he knew that it would be difficult for us. So he gave the Holy Ghost to us as a deposit. He gave the Holy Ghost to us as someone who will empower us and lead us and strengthen us and give us the ability to share his word and do his work. The Father is coming. I don't know when he's coming, but I know that he's coming. I know that about 2,000 years ago, he said he's coming. That's right. And now we are in 2020 and he's still coming. If you forgot, let me remind you that he is coming. Amen. And if he was supposed to come in 2,000 years ago, when Paul and Co. were expectant of his coming, right. then 2,020 years yeah. is far closer than you can ever think. Amen. If you have anything to do for God, Amen. it is now. Amen. If you have anything to do, it is now. Yes. Beloved, don't look at your age. Don't look at... Yes. Zacchaeus was very short. But when he was ready to see Jesus, what did he do? He climbed. And he watched. And when Jesus got there, he called his name. Yeah. Beloved, whatever we say that they are, I mean, we are, they are things that discourages us from doing the things of God because they make us incomplete. What did Paul say? That there was a thorn in my flesh. I prayed a lot of times that God should take it away, but he said that my grace is sufficient for you. Today I tell you this one thing. His grace is your sufficiency in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Just go all out. Just do his work. Wherever you find yourself, share the word of God with people. People are sick. People are so sick. People are demon-possessed. You know, that demon of atheism, that demon of Buddhism, that demon of, of Islamism, that demon of things. I mean, different kinds of demons. Demon of depression, demon of whatever. God has given us power and authority over them. Amen. Go. Minister grace to them. 
And whilst you minister grace, more people will come to ask that, how did this person get healed? How did this person get saved? The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 3, that when the disciples got to the, the gate of beautiful, they saw that a man was sick. They said that money and gold, we have none. But in the name of Jesus, get healed. The man got healed. And all of a sudden, a lot of people gathered. You know, when they gathered, they started preaching and about 5,000 people gave their life to Jesus. Let me tell you, the power he has given to us is a tool to bring people unto himself. Hallelujah, somebody. Let's close our eyes and pray. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close our eyes and pray. Just for that, Father Lord, make, make, make me conscious of the mandate you've given to me. Father, I'm just passing by. I'm just passing through, Lord. This earth is not my own. I am just passing through, Lord. But God, on the day that I come and meet you in glory, may I be found worthy of the, of the work you entrusted unto me. Just, just pray that, Father Lord, enable me, empower me. If I am weak in any area of my life, God, I subject and submit it unto you. From today, Lord, your enablement is my enablement. Your will is my will. What you, what you desire is what I desire. What you eat is what I eat. Father, from today, no one will pass by without encountering Jesus. Because, Lord, I have made up my mind to do your will and to do your way. From today, God, it is no more me, but it is about you. It's no more about my glory, but it's about your glory. From today, may you totally increase I, as I totally diminish. May people never see me, but may they, may they see you, God. Hallelujah. And this, this is what the Lord says. He's empowering us. He's, a, he's strengthening us. Thank you, Jesus. I see some people in ministry here. Though the ministry is, is not a ministry that is recognized in this church, but you are doing ministry outside. But then this is what God is telling me, that he is empowering you. Your words will not just fall on the ground in vain. But whatever you speak, you will speak life. And people will be changed. People will be changed. People will be changed. Because at the end, it is a change and a transformation of heart and mind. At the end, it is the receiving of life and light. And God says that he's empowering you. That he's empowering you and he's strengthening you to do his work. That very few of you will be faithful to me. I, God will be faithful and show myself great and mighty to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We magnify your name. Father, without the Holy Ghost, we cannot do. But Lord, you've given us the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Lord, we can do. So then, Lord, we submit ourselves unto you. Any area we've been weak, Father, Lord, we ask that, Lord, you strengthen us. Father, fill us with your warmth, oh God. May we carry your presence, oh God. Father, may we carry your presence, oh God. I see about five people here beginning to carry the presence of God. One thing God told me was that this man is the month of rest. The rest of God is the presence of God. The presence of God is the sanctuary of God. The sanctuary of God is God himself, his rest. And he said that he's ushering some of us into his rest. Just receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Some of you have been broken for about two weeks now. But God is, God is pouring himself into you and giving you peace. He's giving you peace. He's giving you peace. He's giving you peace. I see one person here. Your daughter, your daughter is going through a serious challenge in the stomach. But then God is touching her right now. He said that he's administering healing to her in the mighty name of Jesus. He said that he has filled you with power. He has filled you with power. He is with you. He will never leave you. Neither will he forsake you. That are you afraid? I am God. I am with you. I will never leave you. Neither will I forsake you. I am that I am. Hallelujah. Just embrace my love. Thank 
And I will show how faithful I am to you. Father, we thank you. In your name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Let all saints say amen. 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 Thank you very much, Pastor Day. Thank you so much. Bishop, everybody was praying. Okay. Okay. So if you want prayer. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.